From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hi there, guys. This is Ricky, your host from the Explorers of the Paranormal and Unexplainable. Today, we're going to be talking about destiny. What is destiny? Stay tuned to find out right after a quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back, and thanks for joining me again for a new episode of my podcast. Now... Like I said before, what is destiny? What is fate? If those exist, does free will exist? Is there a combination of both? Great questions for sure. Now, for me, my destiny. A little backstory. I was raised in a small town in Georgia, where I'm currently at right now. Tiny town. I call it the town that time forgot. It's a historic little town. Washington, Georgia. And it's just... Growing up here, I hated it. Growing up here, there was just nothing to do. If I wanted to go to the mall, or go to see a movie, that was an hour drive away. And that was as a teenager. I'm 42 right now. It's 2021. If I want to see a movie or go to the mall, it's still an hour drive away from here. For my job, I have to commute an hour away because there's no jobs here. That being said, I always felt the need to get out of here. But where to go? Now, as a teen, me and my cousin would visit my aunt in Florida every summer. And growing up in a small town, big cities fascinated me. And we would drive through Jacksonville, Florida. Now, just to see skyscrapers... Huge buildings, the skyline, that, that, was, that was amazing to me. And I always felt, this is where I want to go when I, I'm ready to get out of Georgia. I want to go to Jacksonville. Fast forward a few years, I meet a woman, we get married. Long story short, she's from Bangkok, Thailand. For, so for her, going from a huge city to a small, tiny town was very depressing. So we went to Florida. We ended up going to Daytona Beach. Because I had family that stayed in that area, so it was an easier transition. That a plan was to eventually move to Jacksonville. Spoilers, it never happened. Eight years later, we were in Daytona. We decided to go to Thailand and try it out there for a while. Spoilers. I came back. The wife didn't. She's now my ex. And now... Backtrack a little bit, sorry. Before we went to Thailand, we had a layover. 
It was an overnight stay in Seattle, Washington. I had never been there. I never even thought about it. But while we were there, just something about it attracted me. The energy, the feeling I got, the vibe I got. I just, I instantly fell in love with it. I may even told her at the time that if uh, Thailand didn't work out, we should try Seattle, Washington. See what I would say, it was too cold there. But anyways, fast forward later, we ended up separating because I came back from Thailand because I wasn't able to keep my visa paid up. And I get it, her family is there. That's her life, her family, her home, her all that good stuff. But anyways, when I came back, I came back to Georgia, basically starting over again. And I had already set my mind up. I'm going to go to Seattle, Washington. That was my goal. That was my dream. And I would see a lot of synchronicity events with this. I would see signs, you know, just the universe screaming at me. Yeah, go here. Check it out. If I'm watching a movie, for whatever reason, Seattle's mentioned. If I'm listening to the radio, for whatever reason, Seattle's mentioned. When I bought an Xbox, when you open up the controller, look at the back, it says, Welcome to Seattle. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay. I would even have dreams, you know. One of the dreams, I was walking down the street in my hometown here. But in the distance, I saw the Seattle skyline. I saw the Space Needle. And I was walking towards that. And I interpreted that as, that's my home. This is where our home is going to be. It took me a long time. This is back in 2011 when this obsession began. I'd watch videos, movies, books, listen to the radios out of Seattle. I was obsessed. Just doing tons of research on it, you know. Looking at houses and just daydreaming about it, you know. It's just basically helping manifest it and that's how you manifest things it was not until 2016 that I got the opportunity to make that move and to backtrack on that the only reason I was financially able to move to Seattle back in 2000 let's say was it 2014 2013 somewhere in there anyways I was in a pretty bad accident I had pulled over to the side of the road Parked the car to pick up a friend of mine who was walking home from work. And I was going to give her a ride real quick. Before she can get in, a car coming up behind me didn't see us in time. The sun was coming up. They rear-ended me. Or rear-ended me, sorry. They were doing at least 30 or 40. Didn't see me, so they didn't even touch their brake. I took the full hit of that car. They sent me flying because I wasn't in park. My foot was on a brake, but I was still in drive. So when they hit me... The combination of the force of that car hitting me and my foot coming off the brake sent me flying. I thought I was done. It sent me over a steep hill because I was on top of a steep hill. I was going basically straight down it. And I remember grabbing the wheel, you know, just turning it as fast as I could, trying to get back up to the road. And I was just instinctively just saying over and over again, Oh God, you know, oh God, you know, I thought I was going to die. I thought the car I was in was going to roll. Anyways, before I know it, I'm back on the main road again. And for some reason, the car is facing the same direction down the hill that it was when I was back on the road again. Something put me back on the road. There's no way I could have just gotten the car back on the road by myself there. Does there? I even have a picture. You can see the tire tracks going through the snow down the hill. But you don't see where the car turns and comes back up the hill. There's no tire tracks anymore. They just stop. So that was my miracle. Anyways, fast forward to 2016. Well, yeah, 2016. July 1st, 2016, my birthday. I get an email out of the blue. 
and it's the insurance company from the car, the owners of the car that hit me, offering me a settlement of about $60,000. I was not even expecting anything. I didn't even know that was an option. It was just a huge surprise. I, I was just complete, I, thought, I thought it was a scam at first. So I called and asked, and it turns out it was a legitimate offer. And I'm, you know, I'm like, wow, okay, the, yeah, right, you know, sure. And at that moment, I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm gonna try for Seattle again. So what I did, I followed up with a previous attempt. I actually wanted to try and get a job with the TSA at the Seattle airport. So what I did, I applied again, got into their their hiring pool. Went and interviewed and all that. I had to fly up there for the interview, a couple of tests. Came back, and I got the call one day saying, you know, if you want the job, it's yours. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. This is my chance to finally get to Seattle. And now that I had that settlement money that finally came in, I was able to do it. So I'm like, yeah, this is destiny. It's fate. It was meant to be. So I made the move. Finally, within once I got my hiring date, within two weeks, I was on the road. I had a U-Haul truck full of my stuff, and I was on the road. It, it was going to take me four days. And prior to the move, I went online, found uh, an apartment I thought was decent. You know, applied for that, got approved. And I basically just had to show up and get the key before the office closed that day. So I was on the time crunch. So four days later, I get up there. I'm exhausted. It's, it's cold, it's rainy, you know, it's just traffic's really bad. And I get to the hotel, not hotel, sorry. I get to the apartment complex, pull in my U-Haul trailer. And within an hour of them closing, I get there in time to get the key. And I get the U-Haul trailer unloaded. And I'm standing in that apartment. And I'm in my 30s, you know, and I'm like, for the first time ever, I'm in my very own place. Sure, I had my own place in Florida, but I was living with the, the ex-wife at the time. I never actually had my own place. And I had a decent amount of money to get it nicely set up. So I got me some good furniture, got my TV going, got the best internet option, cable. And I was just so content. Then I had a job waiting for me. But that first week, I just explored, rested, got the apartment set up. Then I started my June job. And uh, it was tough because eventually that money did run out so I was living paycheck to paycheck because Seattle is a very expensive city to live in and the TSA doesn't exactly pay very good but that being said fast forward a little bit longer I was there over a year and a half and the apartment decided they wanted to renovate so they basically wouldn't let me renew my lease I had to move out and they were under new management and they completely remodeled their whole infrastructure. And if I wanted to move into the exact same apartment I was in, I'd probably be paying about 400 bucks more a month on top of what I was already paying and struggling to get by with, so I couldn't do it. Luckily enough, a guy I worked with had a house that he was running out to other co-workers. And that's some more of the synchronicity kicked in that had happened to be an option for me, so I took it. I didn't want to. I don't like having roommates, you know, I, I like my own privacy and stuff, but at the time I had no choice and I felt it was only a temporary option. So I moved. It was a nice little house. And I was only 10 minutes from work, so it was, it was pretty cool. And I was saving money because it was basically cheaper than any apartment. Fast forward a few years, 
I'm getting to the point now where I'm caught up, everything's paid off, and I'm like, all right. I went online, I was looking at the apartment I used to live in, because I really liked it. And it just so happened the exact apartment I was in was available. So I put in for it. And of course I was approved, and then unfortunately, I got to call that my mom was sick, she had COVID. She ended up going to ICU. Fast forward a little bit longer, she passed away unfortunately. So I decided I'm going to go back to Georgia to my stepdad. He needed somebody to help support him, not financially, but just for company. Now that my mom had passed, it was just him. And it was too quiet. You know, he needed somebody to be to be around him. So I decided I'm going to go back to Georgia. So I called the apartment. I canceled the application. They understood. And within a month, I was moving back to Georgia. I put a transfer in. In more synchronicity. The, the apartment, the airport I put in for was in a, the town of Augusta, Georgia. It's a very small airport. It's mostly part-timers. But of course, I needed a full-time position. And ironically, at the time that I was content with staying there in, in the Seattle area, I got a phone call. And it was one of the HR representatives of the airport here in Augusta. And he told me that they had an opening and it was probably the only full-time transfer they've ever had get approved to bring somebody in. So I, I went ahead and took it because I wasn't sure if I would need another chance. Plus, it seemed like maybe that was fate giving me a hint, you know, you better take this. So a couple months later, it was time to make the move again. I moved back to Georgia. Started my job there. Unfortunately, it's over an hour commute. So that's killing me financially with the gas money. But... Fast forward again, I'm currently here now. It's July 6th. I've been here since early June now, over a month, I guess you can say. I mean, it's nice. I've always considered it as home, but it's not where I'm meant to be. I still feel that pull back towards Washington State. And even when I'm at work, Augusta being such a small airport, on a daily basis, sometimes more than once, I'll overhear the airline talking to passengers who are flying to Seattle. Like, what are the odds of all these huge cities across the country that people out of this airport that I'm currently at are going to Seattle? And I'm seeing it still. Like, before I even moved there the first time, I'm getting all these signs. I even had a dream the other night that I was back in Seattle. You know, Washington State. You know, it's like, I'm meant to be there still. This is a current little deviation from that path, but... I mean, while I was there, I was living in my dream city. I was driving my dream car. I had a Camaro. That's my dream car. And I just feel so broken now because I had to give that up. I sold the Camaro because it wasn't, it was too hard having two cars. And the other car was more beneficial because it was four-wheel drive. I could use it to make the move back here. I could pull a trailer if I needed to. So I sold my Camaro, a piece of my dream, gone. Then that car I had... The day before I was going to move back and drive back, started having these really weird issues to the point I did not trust it to make it across the country. This would be this car's third time doing that. So I had no choice because I didn't have the time to get it fixed. I had to leave the next day. So I traded it in and got another car, which means now I have a car payment again. So I've, another piece of my dream was gone. I got a car. It's a decent 
SUV. I mean, it's a nice Lexus, but it's not my style. It's not what I wanted. I just had to settle for it at the time. So now I'm back here in Georgia in the small town that I had growing up in, driving over an hour each way in a car that is, is good, but it's not my style. So now I have the car payment, insurance is going to go up, and my gas you know, is going to be costing a lot more to fill up. And not to mention, I basically wake up at 12.45 a.m. in the morning and got to be at work by 3 o'clock in the morning. So I leave very early, so it's it's been been a challenge. I basically went from living my dream to I don't want to say living a nightmare, but it's it's not what I meant to do. I I'm, I can easily feel this is not my path. So I made a decision that I want to go back to Seattle. I've applied for a, a promotion. I interview in about a week or so from now. I do plan, um, without a doubt, getting that promotion. It's a stepping stone along, or a stepping. I don't know what to call it. It's a way towards becoming a supervisor, but it's not quite that level. It's a lead position. But anyways, it's a path to getting to that point. That once I become a supervisor here, I could then transfer back to Seattle as a supervisor and have a lot more stability financially to get by at least. And that's my goal. That's my current plan. But... uh. Getting off topic here, I wanted to talk about fate and destiny, free will. Is it my own free will? Is it my dream that's leading me to this path? Or is it destiny? Is it fate that's driving me to this path? Or is it both? Is it one and the same? But yeah, this episode is kind of getting on to the long point, and I want to bore you guys to tears. But that's my story. I what I consider my destiny, my fate, my dreams, my free will. And currently... I'm home, but yet I'm homesick. I still consider the Pacific Northwest my home. It's just, there's nothing like it. You got the snow-capped mountains year-round. They got rainforest. They got the oceans with the giant hills in the water, the cliffs. They got everything. The the city, the the towering skyscrapers, the opportunities, the different options, the diversity. Everything I've ever wanted. And I feel like I've lost it coming back here but I know now that it's I didn't lose it I'm just taking time away to make me appreciate it more so when I do get to go back I'll appreciate it more because it may be my destiny my fate or it's just my dream but anyway so I'm gonna wrap up here I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, if you did check out my other ones and like I say when I end on my videos keep your eyes open keep your mind open and keep exploring the unexplainable Thanks again, guys. Take care. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.